0: Welcome to the Equine Energy Medicine Podcast with your host, Audrey McLaughlin. Hey friends, welcome to episode 024 of the Equine Energy Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Audrey. So today we're going to talk about something that brings fear to the hearts of every equestrian lover, every equestrian professional, every horse owner around the world, and that is EPM. EPM. EPM is equine protozoal myelencephalitis, um, and it's a disease that attacks a horse's central nervous system. It causes inflammation. It can cause damage to the brain. It can even cause damage to the spinal cord, depending on how long it goes undiagnosed, and um, it's often a really confusing and hard to diagnose disease um there are a couple different types of protozoa that cause epm and rather than get into all of the the different um bugs that cause it um it is important to know that it is not the death sentence that it used to be um it's also important to know how how horses get it right um and so basically um, they get it from having grain and hay, um, or your fields contaminated by the feces of armadillos, of skunks, of wild or domestic cats, of possums, even raccoons. Um, and the hard part about EPM is that the the signs and symptoms can really mimic other neurological diseases, or they can come and go, right? So it can be um, like having uncoordinated, stiff movements, uh, abnormal gait, fleeting lameness, um, weakness, uh, sometimes it, the weakness can be worse if the horse is going up or down a hill or if the head's up, um, there can be noticeable muscle atrophy along the top line or in the hind quarters. Um, sometimes even the face or the front limb muscles, um, they, a horse could have seizures, a horse could collapse or have abnormal sweating. Um, there could be uh, numbness and tingling of the horse's face. So head shaking. And we've talked about that some before, um, and a horse can even in more um more advanced cases, they might even like kind of stand splay footed or lean against walls for support. And interestingly, um, you know, a lot of people that I talk to don't get complete resolution of EPM. And so really the keys to treating EPM are that um it's really I like to use a three-pronged approach and this requires the help of a really good qualified vet who's willing to work with you. So as far as the initial test, you there's there's really two things. If you suspect EPM Get it tested, right? If, vet, if your vet refuses to do a test, get another vet. The, vet's not, the test isn't hard. It's not expensive. There's no reason not to check, right? Um, EPM has been found in horses from two months to 25 years of age. Interestingly, they don't really find it in mules or donkeys um, or other non-horse... Equids, right? No, no, other other animals that are not horses but are in the same kind of species family. Um, most of the time, it's found in horses between one and six years of age, right? That's usually where the protozoa cause the most widespread damage. Um, and just like with human disease, when A whole herd, your entire herd, my entire herd, could all be exposed, but only one come up with actual EPM or none of them come up with actual EPM. And the difference is in the terrain, your horse's immune system, your horse's ability to fight disease, which is a whole spectrum of things, right? And so I find that it's important to understand that if you suspect EPM or get an EPM diagnosis, there are really three steps to eradicating it. And steps one and two are extremely important. And then step three is the rehab. So step one is finding a qualified vet and having that vet um, do treatment, right? There are essentially two options for EPM treatment. There is a 28-day course um, of the only FDA-approved treatment, Um, which includes an antiprotozoal drug um, called ponazuril, and I'm probably butchering the name of that, but P-O-N-A-Z-U-R-I-L. Sometimes a horse needs two rounds of this, okay? There is another option, and it's a six-month course of antibiotics um, and an antiprotozoal agent together. I generally... Depending on the severity, would recommend the two 28-day course, but that is between obviously you and your qualified veterinary professional. Now, where people go wrong is after, after that, part two of EPM, after you do the 28-day course, and sometimes even the second 28 28- day 28 day course. Then you have about 60 days that you need to spend getting the terrain right for your horse. Now this often involves a multitude of different factors. For one, I generally recommend doing an equine tissue mineral analysis. Um, We know that when the mineral balance is not correct in horses, and the same goes for humans, by the way, um, that leaves you more susceptible to things like parasites and protozoa and bacteria and illness in general. Um, So we start there. Then we work on energy and drainage. Energy and drainage is working on ensuring That Now, a horse's body can detox itself, right? It has kidneys and liver and all of the detox organs. However, they can have their toxin buckets get completely full, and then their body can't keep up with removing the toxins every day. Same thing happens to humans. So what we're going to do is... Increase the body's ability to detox by shoring up the uh, endocrine system, the mitochondria in the cells, by rebalancing the minerals, by giving the liver some gentle um, herbal care in order to make sure that the liver is functioning properly. We're going to take a deep, hard look at nutrition and make sure that you're not adding anything to their nutrition or that their nutrition isn't in a way that you are causing a decrease in the population of good bacteria in the gut, which we know is a prerequisite to be able to fight off disease. So we're going to work through that. We're going to also work on any para- any other parasitic um, load. And so generally, when we are deworming horses, we focus on the intestinal tract. What is not as well known is that worms and flukes and all of these parasites can be in lots of different tissue in the body. And so we really have to do a full system parasitic detox. Now, the reason why getting rid of parasites is so important for this is because they can actually become dormant and hide themselves between behind things called biofilms in the horse's body. And so we want to make sure that we are really eradicating without killing the gut, all of these parasites from nose to tail. Um, after that, we work on repopulating the gut, with some really solid products that have um, a high propensity for building back gut bacteria. Yes, sometimes this includes supplementing with a yeast probiotic, but in general, it's a more um, full-fledged probiotic, full-spectrum probiotic, if you will. There are hundreds of different um, bacteria, species of bacteria, in a healthy horse's gut, so we want to make sure that we are really doing um, a very large... Uh, repopulation there. Then the third part of that is just like any human. So people will say, you know, yeah, my horse got rid of EPM, but they never recovered fully. And maybe they don't go back to 110% to Olympic level show jumping or to fraturity level showing whatever their, whatever their sport is. But you can get about a 90% recovery depending on how you know in depth the damage was by then using body work and energy work essentially physical therapy for your horse, help them improve their ability for their hind end to talk to their front end, for all of it to work together in unison, and for the horse in general understanding and knowing where their body is in space. All of this is absolutely achievable for an EPM horse. Interestingly, horses that only do the antibiotic treatment statistically see about a 15 to 25% complete recovery and about 60% of those horses improve some, right? So of all the horses treated, 60% improve, 15 to 25% improve completely. Um, when you, combine all three of these phases that number jumps to about 90 percent of horses recovering completely so it's worth going through those extra steps and getting the acute veterinary care for the EPM and then following through with a natural and holistic approach to improve the terrain in which your horse operates from on a daily basis. So I'm sure this will bring up questions. So if you guys have questions, head over to equineenergymed.com. Feel free to fill out the contact form and send a question in. I love, love, love to answer your questions and love to do um, the Ask Me Anything uh, episodes as well. So as always, I'm rooting for you. I'm rooting for your horses. And I hope you have an amazing rest of your day or week, wherever you're at in the world. I will see you next week on the Equine Energy Medicine podcast. Thanks for listening to the Equine Energy Medicine podcast. Ratings and reviews are always appreciated. We'll catch you in the next episode.